We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Your YouTube feed is crap. Stop wasting your time watching bot-boosted shills and self-appointed gurus cloying for your attention. Instead, join the Goslings interview live stream and podcast. The Goslings, a dark-lit digital speakeasy of free thinkers. A super chat of radical truth-seeking wizards who eat trolls for second breakfast. Topics that'll make your mama's hair stand on end. Ideas that'll make your pastor's knees knock. Guests that will illuminate the hidden chambers of your mind. And interviews that strike down the darkness. Welcome to The Goslings. What up, Gabe? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gabriel Bello. Yes. What's How going you doing on, everybody? Man? The sleeper has awake. <laughs> Mama! I don't want anyone to say that was the theme to a movie. I don't want anyone to say what it is. I yeah. put the question in the chat. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll go through our obligatories and see if anybody's got yeah. it on the back end. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't and if they still don't have it by the time we get done with the toast we'll do the toast next i'll give a i'll give a clue yeah yeah and for anyone who's tuning in who may not know welcome everyone i am jonathan i'm nick we're the goslings and we have with us today the mighty gabriel bello honor and pleasure to be here again gents. extraordinaire yeah, uh movie trivia extraordinaire as well uh gabe and i have a lot of fun um, you know, throwing out as many movie references as we can, and then poor Nick is just like, I, I don't. I'm a. I have, I have children. I don't <laughs> when know. it comes to like movies and music, I'm a troglodyte, man. I'm so illiterate. When they, you guys just like no references, but it's I know just like a, like a certain things. amount. You know, it's yeah. just a few. I know like a know? few. I know everything about like a handful of movies. Yeah, and you yeah. guys are well versed, well rounded, deep uh, nerd. Yeah, super. <laughs> yeah. Next level. That's right. Next level nerds. Well, uh, bef- might as well jump into it before we yeah. get too deep into it. Before we jump into all our questions, tonight we're going to be talking about 
uh, well, the devil's interval, UFOs, the church. We got yeah. a bunch of we got a bunch of fringe topics we're going to be touching on because we love to talk about that stuff, especially with Gabe. He loves that too. Yeah. Uh, first, let's do let us do the toast. Yes. Uh, if you have your drinking vessels, put liquid therein. Mm-hmm. And I think you went first last I time, did. right? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first this time. Uh, you can see the ticker there down on the bottom. I will start, <laughs> and then everyone, of course can uh what do you call it? recall chant and recall is that what yeah, it's called something sure. like that i don't know that sounds good but here we go ladies and gentlemen take up the broken sword of your father and strike down the darkness cheers mm. uh, what are you drinking break. what are you drinking over there blue milk <laughs> yes <laughs> lightsabers don't break son <laughs> <laughs> yeah we definitely did uh gabe has uh raised the bar you know for uh, for anyone who's just listening, Gabe has uh, brought a lightsaber to a mug fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, spoilers, uh, lightsaber pretty much always wins. That's like so. always. <laughs> That's like drinking a Red Bull and then getting in a brawl with a bunch of drunk dudes. <laughs> yeah. Now we got a flaming yeah. sword. We got a. Uh-huh. Ooh, I like it. It's so hard to tell Ooh, what the like light the is. It's just so bright. Mm-hmm. It's just so bright. <laughs> yeah. Enough of the toys. Where does he get those <laughs> wonderful toys? Get those wonderful toys. Mm, name the movie. Name the movie. Um, oh, speaking of which, if you still don't know uh, what uh, theme, the movie theme uh, Gabe was playing at the beginning of this, scroll back to the beginning, listen to him play it, put your comment in the chat. I will give you a clue. Battle Pug. Battle Pug. <laughs> that's a really, that's a really. Uh... <laughs> that's not much of a clue, is it? No, that's. We'll do a bigger clue later on if they it's still like, don't get yeah, it. I'm going to drop a grain of rice in the middle of the desert. And you, when you find that, you know you're headed in the right direction. Uh-huh. Well, you I'll, know you well, found I'll tell you what, the desert. It's a, it's a very obscure clue, I, I admit. But let's get through the obligatories. Yeah. And then if we still don't have any comments, I'll give a huge clue. There you go. There you go. Nice. Does that sound good? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's Nick do that. with the plan. So if you haven't yet, we'd love it if you subscribe uh, to the channel. That'd be so great. Hit the subscribe button, hit the, you know, the the bell, hit the bell. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Like the video. All those things are great. But nothing is as great as you guys sharing this. Like share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter. Uh, we would love it if you tell your friends would... if you think we're cool. And or, then or tell your friends if you think we're stupid. Tell your enemies if you don't like us. You know, maybe we could be like, you know, um, Waco style torture for people. Yeah. You know? If we annoy like, you, we could think about how we could annoy your enemies. Think about how much we could annoy the people you don't like. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Just show up to Thanksgiving with one of our episodes and be like, I hate these guys, but I hate my family more. Just play it and just hide it, tape it under the table so no one can find it. And they'll hear our annoying voices during yeah. the entire Thanksgiving dinner. No such thing as bad press, people. Is all it's <laughs> but there is such thing as good press. And let's yes. give some right now to our first sponsor, Jardani Jovanovic. Yes. yes. Hair care products for real men by real men. JordaniJovanovic.com is a great place to find hair care products and skincare products um, for anyone who wants to be as sexy as they are deadly. Awaken yeah. your inner John Wick with JordaniJovanovic.com. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. And of course, uh, our other in kind sponsor today yes. is. Uh, Cherico Pottery, maker of the Kothan Spartan Mug, the official mug of the Spartan Warrior, uh, handcrafted and designed in collaboration with the great Stephen Pressfield. Yeah. 
Joel yep. Cherico up at Cherico Pottery. Corthan or Cothan? Cothan. Cothan. I think. Cothan, so, right? Yeah. That is so Conan the Barbarian. Right? Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look at my Cothan mug. Ah! <laughs> the limitations of the women. Dude, I had there once upon a time. That's so good. I don't even know. I don't think they make it anymore. But once upon a time, there was this uh, shirt. I still have one. That's uh, the Conan Venn diagram. Mm. And it has uh, to, let's see. What, Crush what's the your enemies? Crush your enemies is one circle. See them driven uh, before see you. See them driven before you. And then to hear the lamentations of their women, or the lamentations of their women was a third circle. And in the middle was the Conan sword. And it's like stabbing through a skull and it's bloody, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and <laughs> to hell with you. <laughs> you guys are so, I cannot do, I cannot do an Arnold Schwarzenegger to save my life. It's a little tough. I can do Sean Connery and that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. my Nick's only game. Sean Connery. But that's my yeah. only game. Yeah. Oh, come you on. Throw, throw, throw it on yeah, it's got to be, on. it's got to be, we need a little more context before I can just drop it. We weren't. Oh, no, about, just drop you know, it in there, Sean. You just, you, you could do the impression. You do it anytime. Come on. <laughs> get in the, get in the impersonation it. chopper. Say it. Yeah. Go ahead. Come get on, get to the chopper, impersonate them, Sean. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's more. Uh, I don't. That's like both Predator Arnold and also End of Days Arnold. You know. Oh my gosh! I saw that in the theater. Me too. I saw that in the yeah. theater with one of my best friends. He's he's really a member of the family. He's one of my brothers, and uh, all we sat there doing. This is how Bible nerdy we are. We just sat there quoting scripture, like, no, that's no Revelations, no, no, the, <laughs> right. no, no. I said, no, Daniel says no, no. Uh -huh. I mean, we're just like, come on, man. Uh -huh. You know, if you're gonna do it, do it like devil's advocate, where it's like, it it's not trying to. Yeah. Oh, the devil's you know, advocate. That's, that's for the Bible nerds. That's not for the. Mm -hmm. They don't make. They don't. They obviously, didn't make that movie for us. No. Right. No. no clearly not. Clearly uh -huh. not. Yeah. Clearly not. Well, we got a couple people in the chat. Uh, Mike Fisher's watching. Thanks, Mike. Glad you're here. Uh, Lynn. Hello, mm -hmm. all, uh, also, thank you for, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, sound off if you're watching this live and you want to jump in the chat. Uh, we really appreciate you guys watching tonight. We are talking about, number one, mm -hmm. the myth of the devil's interval. Yeah. What is the devil? Gabe, talk to us about the devil's inter interval. And so, <laughs> give us a sample. Yeah, so uh, let, me, let me pull up a keyboard here so I don't have to bust up the saxophone. Um, the, it's the devil's inter interval is the tritone it's the one and sharp five so you guys can hear that right yep yep so, so it's the simpsons mm -hmm. right oh, that's yeah. what it is right and there was this thing going on for really actually i don't think it was maybe but a couple years ago that i found out that it was that was just an urban legend but but it's it's actually gone beyond urban legend because it's I mean when you have guys like Jacob Collier saying it, you know, that saying that, you know, essentially it was it would summon demons. And so the uh, in the dark ages the Catholic Church banned it. That's so uh. that, that's that's how that's how the story goes is you know it this thing would summon the demonic so they're like mm -mm, it's not allowed in music right uh yeah not true um and there's this guy he's got this uh youtube channel adam neely he's done like two or three videos on it 
Yeah. Um, I was actually reviewing one right before we we hopped on here. Uh, let me go to my history real quick. It should be, yeah, The Great Myth of the Medieval Tritone. And it's almost at a million views. And it came out, was it a, yeah, it was a year ago. But he's done, he's done a couple other ones. And, um, yeah, uh, he so goes, you're saying, so you're saying, so you're saying that it, you, it's a myth, meaning it doesn't summon the demonic, or it, the church never banned it. There's no record of the church ever banning that particular interval. So Both. yes, the the latter, yeah, the latter. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't think it's it summons the demonic. Um, to me, if you look at the the chords on my church, that uh, the chords on my church. <laughs> well, that was a little Freudian slip there because these are the progressions that we use all the time in church, and I think these are actually. Um, I don't know if I if I pulled this quote out for you guys last time. There's a tremendous musician. Is that six four one five? Is that what that is? Yeah. So it's six four one five one one six seven uh, five um, or six. Yeah, they don't use they don't believe in seven four four one five three. Anyway, these are basically the just the the, the musical tropes that yeah. you hear, not just in church music but in pop music. Basically, it's one of these four. And this this thing right here, this is a song that I'm I'm releasing in January called "Jesus Deserves More Than Four Chords," and it's <laughs> I love that. Every yes. musician that I've ever told that to, they they it's the same reaction. People just like giggle because they get it. Yeah. They, yeah, but they, wait, they, are you using Mixolydian scales? Oh yeah. Well, you know, you, you look at a musician right now. I mean, I remember working at a mega church, which shall rename nameless, and and a musician yeah. looking like, what's what's the plus sign for? <laughs> oh, oh boy you know and it's funny because that's actually this yeah so actually it would be this it'd be the the the, the sharp five, oh, sharp five. Mm -hmm. you know that's oh, yeah. very star that's a very john williams yeah it is it's like one of his licks actually you know what that is clash of the titans that's that's percy's sustained uh -huh. uh -huh. yeah look at that perseus Yes. A Kraken. You're talking about the you're Titan. talking about the original cla Clash of the Titans, Claim Clash of the Claymation Titans. Yeah, that's the one that we're talking the about. The only Clash of the Titans with the that cool is the L. only one. The other one is something else. Right, mm -hmm. that's the correct that, that's, answer. That's Clash yeah. of the we we tried to rip off uh, God of War, but we did a mm -hmm. horrible job, and we just tried to call it Clash. I mean, it was yeah, Trash <sighs> of the Titans, basically. Trash <laughs> of the Titans. <two. laughs> <laughs> trash of the titans <laughs> oh nice hey kira kira OC. kira OC what's up let me click on this great show icon see them thumbnails brother <laughs> them thumbnails so let, let me tell you this quote that uh getting back to the devil's at uh you know oh the devil's uh, in thing so and i can't remember if i mentioned this last time but you know so this if we're going to talk about spell making through music these uh chord progressions this so this friend of mine put it perfectly and he just won like one or two latin grammys the other day which you know nobody cares about latin grammys just like nobody cares about jazz grammys unless you play jazz or you listen to latin music mm -hmm. um so so he's a tremendous musician and i only say he just won those awards not because the awards matter but just because you know to it matters to some people. If you heard him yeah. play, you'd be like, who cares if he won no awards? Mm -hmm. But he put it perfectly. He said, uh, hello, hello. <laughs> oh, Jay Reese. Hello, Jay Reese. Uh, he said that the, the four chord, the common four chord structure that we use is a minimalist 
construct of repetitive sonorities, sonorities, you know, it's musical melodies, musical, musical notes, packaged with an esoteric jargon, that's whatever lyrics are attached, to cast a spell on listeners who are uninformed. Yeah. We'll mm. put that all together one more time. Because uh, to me, that's, this is the real devil's interval right here. Mm -hmm. you know? And not because this, these chord progressions, you know, I'm not saying if there's nothing playing, mystical about the music, it's the, no, it's the pablum no. intent behind. Well, what it is, is it removes, and, and you can hear Rick Beato talk about this, you know, for any uh, music theory nerds that are on, you know, that are, that, that catch this tonight or while we're streaming or after the fact, you know, when you hear that, It's an instant gratification, much like fast food. You have an mm -hmm. instant tension and release. Mm -hmm. Whereas in any I mean, I immediately want to kill myself, Gabe, because that sounds like every <laughs> awful church service that I've yeah. ever been yeah. in. Stop. Please. The I love you. You're like so talented. That's... Please stop. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's so many songs. I mean, even, you know. Yeah. Um gonna take a lot to drive me away from yeah they yeah. even did it but oh, but no. of course but you know once once again kind of throwing homage to the to the to the guy that wrote the theme of this of the song that i played you know <laughs> yeah. and that's not even the key it's written in <laughs> transposing on the on the fly <laughs> nice oh Oh yeah, is that is that the key? Anyway, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's A flat. Yeah, I know it starts on A flat. So anyway, it's that's uh, you know you 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 can basically put people in a trance by having this instant. Um, yo, Heather, Heather Britt out there, Heather Heather Britt. So Heather, I, I'm I'm gonna repeat this because I don't know if you've ever heard me say this. It's it, it, this four chord progression that is commonly used in pop music and church music that we just, you know, we just think it's just instant gratification. My buddy Jose Valentino, got to give him a big shout out. It is, a, he says, it's a minimalist construct of repetitive sonorities packaged with esoteric jargon to cast a spell on listeners who are uninformed. Yeah. Who are and uninformed. That to me is the real, you know, that that's more than just. You know, and the funny thing is, you have to really craft a melody to make that sound right. And the 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 examples that Adam Neely uses in that video, breaking down the theory of even medieval music, and the reason that mm. they wanted to stay away from it would be because when they were writing their Gregorian chants, moving in fourths or fifths, and once you started adding other notes to that. It, it you started getting dissonance that wasn't nice you know you know they were like oh that's so hard you know and even uh and it's funny in reviewing it i forgot that uh that he mentioned and again we'd <laughs> guaranteed way to put forget just your basic your bassist heather heather i've literally turned <laughs> the polarity on my keyboard pedal I've reversed the polarity so that when instead of pressing down, it holds it. It holds it when it's holding up and gone like this. Just been like. And then, you know, so they just. <laughs> I literally I did that on a Sunday morning at a different mega church. I turned my polarity backwards, hit that, walked away, 
yep. for five minutes and came back. And nobody noticed that I was gone. Say, yeah, you got and filled up my styrofoam cup with cheap yeah. church coffee and yeah. came back. Sneak out the back door and have a cigarette with all the other centers. You know? They were having to rehearse. I mean, like, what in the what in the world is there to rehearse? There's nothing. There's nothing there to rehearse, man. Um, it's like, why am I even here? What kind of spell? Yeah, so, you say, you know, that quote says to it casts a spell on the uninformed. What cat? What What do you think the intention is behind that spell? What are they trying to accomplish well, with that? When repetition in music isn't necessarily evil, and I know, mm-hmm. uh, especially in 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 today, a, a, a more in the discernment camp and some in the reformed camp really look at, you know, the, haven't even seen the movie, the crossroads. Are you talking about with Ralph Macchio crossroads? Are you kidding me? Are you ready to cut heads? Do you want me to quote it? <laughs> Just do the whole movie. Again. Uh-huh. Actually that's, that's Eddie Van Halen. Um, but um what was the question again, Nick? I was. That what, kind of, what, what do you? What is the intention behind that spell? What, what kind of spell? Gotcha, is gotcha, gotcha. So what is the intention? The repetition can put your mind, and I don't have time to get into the science and you know all that stuff. You know, but it, it just puts your mind into a programmable state, which is, you know, if you're singing holy, 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 that's a programmable state. That's a good thing. But when you hear, like, for instance, or, or, or once again, I'm going to quote a Rick Beato thing. Rick Beato does this thing of uh, comparing the top 40 hits of today, which was like, this was two years ago, to compare it to like 1999. And everything sounded the same. I mean, everything mm. today sounds the same. Whereas back in the day, you had such variety. Yes, it yeah. was Steve Vai. You're absolutely right. It was Steve Vai pretending to mess up. Oh, Britney hmm. Spears had a crossroads. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, and that's exactly my point, Kira. It 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 gets you open to whatever message they're trying to dump into you, which with yeah. secular music is incredibly dangerous. And even with selfish ambition, Christian music, if the mm-hmm. if the music that you're supposedly writing to the Lord, or you know, bringing to the church, but your intention. I believe now, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, the book of Gabriel chapter three. So don't, (laughs) but I, I, I could make a healthy case and honestly, just look at the results. If you are, if the purpose of why you're writing this song is not to glorify God, I mean, you're, I mean, let's, we're we're talking, nobody's in the room. It's just you and the Lord and your heart. And you, Mm. and he said, why did you write that? What were you thinking about when you wrote mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Were you looking to the book to try to find mm-hmm. someone? And this is, I've been guilty of this. I'm just trying to, you know, man, I'm just trying to write a great song, you know, and yeah, yeah. the intention. Yeah, I'm doing it for the Lord, but the, that's maybe a secondary or a tertiary goal. It's like, man, I just really want to write a great song. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'll be honest. I, I really haven't written many songs with like, man, I got to write something that I'm, I'm going to write a hit. My goal is always to write a great piece of music and bring it right. to the Lord. You know, that's kind of the Renaissance tradition of Bach and, and Mozart yeah. and Beethoven and Handel. They're like, man, I can't express God's glory. It's impossible for me to do so. So let me just do what I can through music and mm-hmm. try to make music as perfect and as beautiful and as awesome as possible to try and attempt in a minuscule way to describe the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but when you get something that's just... And that's everything you do, and you just slap the stuff behind it, and then 
in secular music especially and and you know for those of you that are unfamiliar with the uh, they sold their soul for rock and roll and that's and that's referencing the crossroads mm-hmm. uh, um what was his name the uh the blues guitarist oh shoot that's right there it literally just uh um stevie ray no. no 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 oh robert johnson robert johnson oh, robert johnson okay that's like the whole plot that's the whole plot of the crossroads movie uh yeah robert johnson supposedly sold his soul to the devil to become a great musician and literally mm-hmm. the people around him <clears throat> they were like he couldn't play one day and the next day he was a virtuoso wow uh suppose the rumor is and you can even i was watching just last night once again preparing for this watching interviews of uh, what's his name? The guy that uh, Bob, yeah, you didn't see that disc guy. That guy, Bob, uh, help me out, guys. I, I, I don't know, who, I don't know what you're referencing here. Somebody help me, somebody help me out. What's his name? Um, he was in We Are the World. Oh my gosh, uh, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, Bob oh, Dylan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Supposedly, he did the same thing, yeah, supposedly, he uh. He sold his yeah. soul to the devil. Uh, and there's an interview. It was watching. Yep. I was watching a clip of to the to the big man to the, this guy. Interesting. Yeah. Talking like mm-hmm. he went. He they didn't see him for a couple months, and he came back, and he had like 16 different techniques that he could do on guitar that he couldn't do. And it's mm-hmm. like, could he have done that with practice? Maybe playing 10, 12 hours a day, right. but with no teacher, it's just kind of it was and and. No, no, he sold his soul to the devil. If he, if he, if he was going to practice well, anything, he should have practiced singing. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, I, well, yeah, I think he sold his soul for you know the that's it's like I want to be a great songwriter and guitarist, and the devil's like done. He's like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, cons- and especially considering he opens his voice to sing, he's like, yeah, what did you do to yeah. my voice? You didn't say anything about your voice. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. That's the exactly. that's a Faustian bargain. Exactly. Well, especially considering how godlessly degenerate his music is like bob dylan is off i can't stand like he is he is soul yeah, sorry guys and and you to know? answer kira i i i have heard that that he had gotten saved recently and yeah uh, i i haven't had a a chance to go and and research and and <clears throat> find out about that verify it but you know it's kind of like i've been talking about on my channel with kanye um you know there's a lot of folks that say they're saved Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Sorry not yep. to offend him because you know yeah. you're not you're showing you're not showing respect on his name because he legally changed his name, Mr. Yay, Mr. Uh-huh. Yay West. Yeah. Yay! Uh-huh. Hold up, hold up, dude. Hold up. I know the the pathetic fallen West. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it was pathetic to me. All the people who were just like just clamoring, you know, when he well, put out his gospel album. All of a sudden, all these, you know dorky you know white guilt suburban christian guys are like yeah. see now kanye's cool like yeah. now he's one of us he's a christian yeah and it's like dude whatever yeah. like you know all these people i mean i will I, I will put every penny i own based on my very limited satellite experience that you do not become famous or popular unless you either dance with the devil or denigrate yourself somehow to the people who worship the devil. Yeah, so it's, like it's funny how these people have a conversion experience after they've achieved their massive career. massive fame, yeah. massive wealth. And it's and a success, great way to say there's relevant. no risk. There's no risk. The yeah, ones, sure. the ones yeah. that I believe or the ones that I would tend to believe more are the ones that basically fall out of the they fall out of favor. They fall out of the limelight 
and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, because that's, that to me is that, that to me is the kingdom, you know, Jesus, right. I, I, I look at scripture and I look at Jesus talking to the rich young ruler and he's, uh, you know, sell everything you got. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yep. honestly, that's what I'm looking for. in somebody like a yay West, I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe if you end up penniless mm -hmm. or just and a regular guy, like, uh, what's his name that they used to rap with? Uh, he was on the maze with, with P Diddy. He was mm -hmm. on that, you know, okay. I don't know what they want from me. It's like the more money we come across, you know, he was, he was a big rapper. He was, you know, there with P Diddy and, and, uh, and, um, uh, notorious big back in the day okay. and he got you know he his father was a pastor i believe grew up in the church mm -hmm. yeah see mm -hmm. you know everybody's in there talking about you know i'm, I'm <laughs> trying to look at those comments but also the stream is the stream of thought so he basically walked away from all of it and yeah. he's been in ministry pastoring yeah. and you ain't heard anything from that guy in like 20 years now if you're into the hip-hop culture every once in a while he'll pop up and he'll say something and you know like the breakfast club or they'll talk right, about right. oh Maze was talking some smack blah 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 well <laughs> he ain't nothing but a hazard anyway so who cares and they move on yeah and uh -huh. that to me and i'm not saying you can't have influence right. but i agree with you jonathan if you're gonna be in uh in that territory either God has something really specific for you, like, uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Titia Wright, I think. I can't remember how, how you say her name. She's the She plays Shuri in Black Panther in the Marvel Universe. She's oh. a believer. Uh, from what I've seen of her, she seems to be sincere. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel bad that her that, that latest movie bombed and nobody cares for her as, Black, you know, the new Black Panther. But, you know, it's... Um, of course not. She's a Christian. Why would they back her? Right. Yeah. I'm going to say let her burn. Totally like agree. No, totally agree. G Gabe, you need to get your horn ready because I'm about to say something that I think you're going to agree with. Yeah, a little and bit of accent music. Here we go. Wait, wait, this color. one or the or the, no, the, the, uh, air horn? the air horn? Okay. No, <laughs> I thought I thought we met the other one. Yeah, I'm hold okay. up. How about this? This horn? Here we go. Ooh, we got we got ooh, all sorts of horns over here. I yes. like that one. Blow that one. Blow that one in a second here. At the horn of if God you're, door. If you're, yeah, it is. Yeah. Still, <laughs> I believe those were silver trumpets. <laughs> silver trumpets. You should have said that like Sean Connery. Come on, say silver no, trumpets. No, no, no. If Sean Connery had been in Lord of the Rings, it'd be everyone's favorite movie. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Oh, yeah. man. No, but like if you're chasing relevance, whether you're an individual artist or you're a church, if you're striving for relevance, if you're chasing relevance, you're chasing friendship with the world. And friendship yeah. with the world Ooh. is enmity with God. Blow it. Gesundheit. Nice. <laughs> That's kind of why I like Mel Gibson. You know? Mel Gibson, everything Mel Gibson said is true. And Mel Gibson is awesome. And they hate him. Mm -hmm. And he's just Take like, time. yeah, you know what? I'll make a movie every now and then. You know, I'll do what I want because mm -hmm. I got, you know, Foxtrot, you money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, and <laughs> and the fact that they hate him makes me and who knows, like someone made a comment earlier. Only God knows the heart. And I agree with that. Only God knows the heart. But yes. when the world hates you, then that probably means there's something. I yeah. suspect there's something authentic going on there. Yeah. You know, yeah. something. Meritous. Mike, Mike, what's that you said? What's your thoughts of princess? Which princess? Oh, Prince, Prince, I think Prince's oh, Prince. conversion. 
Oh, did, did he claim oh, to be converted? Really? Yeah. Uh, as a kid of the 60s, I'm looking for how this was swept away. Yeah. Well, you know, Lynn, um, there's, <clears throat> I don't have the book here. I have the book. It's in my bookshelf. Um, there's a book called The Power of Music by Dr. Michael Brown, who he was in rock music in the 60s. Uh, I definitely encourage you, if you, if you guys want to learn scripture, music, the influence and power of music from a biblical standpoint, I highly encourage you to get Dr. Michael Brown's book, The Power of Music, because he talks about that, how music pronounces what's going to happen. And, and that's kind of the, the concerning thing in our nation, uh, even considering what the, what the music of the church is, because we're not really saying anything. Yeah. Um, but the music pronounces what's going to happen. The angels sang while the Lord created the heavens. The army, you know, the, the, the musicians went out before the armies. So mm -hmm. music happens and it's telling <clears throat> what's going to happen. And yeah. as our music degenerates and that was the see, that was the amazing thing. Look at look at the look at the two decades of what we had from, let's say, the mid when we are the world came out, I think in '85, till about before Obama was uh, brought in as president. Look at the unity that we had in America from an ethnic standpoint. Yep. Yeah. And you had because you had country music stars, you had R&B music stars, you had the King of Pop, mm -hmm. you had Bob Dylan, you had Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had Journey, you had all these, you know, Prince funny, oddly enough, didn't he he wanted to write his own song, so he didn't show up. Um <laughs> and then Bob Dylan started singing and he was like, I actually mm -hmm. saw that. That was a meme. That was a meme the other day. There was there's an outtake of Huey Lewis really botching his 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 take. And uh and it's a and it's a guy dressed like Prince going like like mm -hmm. picking up his tea, going like <laughs> so music happens and then the you know life society civilization follows so if you want to see where the civilization's going look at the music that they're playing look at the music mm, that yeah. they're propagating look at the mm. music that they're <clears throat> yeah which is, you know, I, I i don't say that to self-promote but i i would you know especially concerning the whole yay west thing when he mm -hmm. came out and every exactly like you said, Jonathan, everybody goes bonkers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, he's saved now. And I'm like, he's been saved five minutes. Can we wait a second? Can we see if this yeah. guy's actually saved? And instead mm -hmm. of yeah. throwing all this laud, it's exactly the opposite of what we're told to do in the New Testament. He said, when people with influence or rich people come, you don't put them at the front. Mm -hmm. You don't oh, give them the yeah. seat of honor. Why don't you honor the people that have been serving there yeah. tirelessly for no accolades? Carmen yeah. dies. And the church says nothing. Yep. Yeah. Methyl elevation, hill song. You know, nobody said anything when he passed away. But hey, we but we we're still talking about Yay West. Yep. Yeah. That, that oh, burns man. me up because that is one of the Good few, uh, if of only artists. I'm getting I'm getting preachy now. You know, I hold up. You know, hold up. We, we need the uh, <laughs> I, I need my shout music. You know, so that was one of the few guys <laughs> that. That he went out and he did concerts for free. <laughs> I said for free. I said for free. <laughs> Who does a stadium show? You know, you have modern Christian artists right now that are doing stadium shows, charging 
thousands of dollars for tickets. Yeah. And they're calling it worship events. Mm-hmm. Who are you worshiping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worshiping mammon. And I'm not saying you can't be a Christian and, and put on a concert at a stadium. Sure. But what is and and because I have no problem. But what's with the Christian. purpose of the concert? Is the purpose I have of the no concert? Problem with is it entertainment or is it you right. know because they, they like to absolutely say, entertainment. This isn't you know uh, who was it? Um, I want to say it was Simbad or some. It was somebody that's churchy. You know, nice. it's like hey, look, man, if if I pay ticket, you better give me a show. Don't, yeah. Don't charge me a ticket and then tell me that this is a church service because yep, you don't pay exactly admission right. to church. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. Yeah, that is exactly right. So yeah, yeah. and as far as Prince, good, the as far as Prince is concerned, um, he had a lot of diverging and intertwining the- theologies. Honestly, from what I heard him espouse, he sounded more. Uh, who's a Jehovah's Jehovah, Witness? Right? Jehovah's Witness slash yeah, Seventh Adventist. Yeah, um, he's up I there in Minnesota, right? Or what? Yeah, right yeah. I, I never heard him proclaim Christ publicly. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, deist. Yeah, you know, he, uh, he did walk back. You know, he he did not in, in his latter years. He wasn't into <clears throat> open. You know, like the sexuality, all that stuff. You know, just being really, you know, yeah. He, he had really walked all that back. He didn't allow drinking. Forget drugs. He didn't allow drinking. On his facility at Paisley Park, which is why the whole thing of him supposedly dying of a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's up, Rod? Mm-hmm. Brother Rod, that's 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 my man from Jew and Greek. All right. The, <laughs> the charismatic apologetics channel. That dude. Oh, I love it, man. Thanks for watching. Uh, if y'all y'all want to see apologetics from another p- perspective, definitely need to check out his channel. Okay. You gotta right gotta, gotta plug gotta plug Rod. He would be a, a cool interview. Uh, he actually has a thing about uh, aliens in his uh, oh. thing. It was a friend of his that was a Scientologist that had a cr- tremendous experience and told him some, cra- some crazy uh, really? stories. Uh, thoughts on Elvis? See, this is so on the on the one hand, we have. So this is the pro- one of the problems, one of the issues, challenges. I don't want to say problem. Mm-hmm. We've kicked out so much of our talent because we don't want to foster it. So. I'll tell you how I felt. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is how I felt. You know, I'm a. I'm a Christian artist. I call myself a Christian jazz artist, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not the greatest in the world. I'm not saying I'm this or that, but it hurts. It hurts folks like us that have been serving in ministry all our lives that can't get you know five thousand people to buy a record, mm-hmm. you know, for support so we can continue to create art for the kingdom. So. Elvis is a prime example of that. Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, B.B. Uh, King. Uh, I think, Rod, Rod, you actually told me this story the other day. Uh, we, we actually got on, got on a phone call after one of my live streams, and we talked for like three hours, man. It was beautiful. Um, but he talked about, like, B.B. King, when he was learning to play guitar, mm-hmm. and, he, you know, he's starting to get good. He'd go and play in the church, and it'd be like, Oh man, boy, you boy, you play so good. Pat on the back. You play so good. Yeah, praise the Lord. You you know, you're such a blessing. And then he'd go to the club or the juke joint and play, and people give him money and tell him, Oh boy, you're good. And he's like, Well, I think I'm gonna play here because I can yeah. eat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Elvis is a prime example of that. You know, he was yeah. uh, JD Sumners, he was related to JD Sumners. He sang gospel music at a lot of his concerts. He got wrapped up into a whole lot of stuff, you know. Once again, the the they sold their souls for rock and roll. They 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 talk about him in that in that series, 
and you know a lot of our talent we we mistreat we misuse or we just completely just kick out the door mm-hmm. you know and then when they're famous we want to get them back so you know it's like we have these people that we don't respect and we don't honor and we don't take care of and then they go do the voice and oh what can you come to my church and sing can you come to my church and sing it's like <laughs> right i why would i, I go to your mess- church when i can go do oprah yeah exactly exactly i i had left you you know hey man i, I messaged all you pastors when i mm-hmm. before i did you know and now i've now i have this platform mm-hmm. and you want me to come and then i'm going to send yeah. you my writer because now i have a management and i have lawyers and i have all this yeah. stuff and i'm like oh here's my fee because i gotta mm-hmm. pay all these people and like well brother can we just we're just small you know can you just do it for the kingdom can you do it Dude, for the i cringe every time a church wants yeah. to get involved with anything that like i'm connected to because i'm just like oh god no one's gonna pay any money everybody's gonna want it for free yep and if you like you know i'm gonna be expected to starve because yep. you know or to just donate my time yeah yep. you know no yeah. <laughs> the I see it all no. the I, I see it all the time. I work for a company that like helps start nonprofits and I sell those services. Yeah. And I hear it all the time. Like I tell them what it's gonna cost, and they're like, Oh, we're just a small nonprofit. We mm-hmm. I'm like, you're all not they're all nonprofits. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're not like more yeah. nonprofit than everyone else I've talked yeah, to. Yeah, you're not super nonprofit. It's like, yeah, I mean, uh, you, the time to start acting, you know, Mega asking non-profit. for you start asking for handouts after you've got your 501c3 and your nonprofit started and you're out there right. that's when you start asking for handouts right now you need to do what's right yeah you know well yeah, and you know you you mentioned like the voice and everything and um yeah i mean it kind of is like it's a serious repetitive issue in the church because we knew um we had a friend of the family this is like 15 years ago probably at least 15 to 20 years ago so i'm not speaking out of turn here or anything um, we had a friend named Mandy who mm-hmm. was an up and coming, uh, from Texas, up and coming, um, gospel music singer. Dad was using her in the studio. She was great, but then she came out of the closet and, um, and basically the industry just like totally turned its back on her and said, okay, thanks, but no thanks. And, uh, and dad continued to like, you know, dad would use her you know when he could where he could and you know dad still remained like you know a mentor and a father figure to her and everything but the industry turned her back on or turned its back on her Mm -hmm. and then um and then i reconnected with mandy like two years ago i think maybe a year and a half ago and um and she's like oh yeah the industry is like you know totally welcoming me back and you know is promoting me and she just got finished doing this show about a bunch of uh, gay and lesbian, you know, alphabet pe- alphabet soup people, you know, on the who are also pastors, you know, out in California. And it's like, you know, the church just needs to like, like pick your poison, man. Yep. Like on one hand, like I get kicking somebody out of, you know, the industry because they're not well, you know, what they should what be. With, yeah, that's what happened with Michael Gunger. Michael Gunger's like, yeah, Noah's Ark didn't happen. Genesis didn't happen. That's all myth and legend. But I still believe in Jesus. <laughs> Oh, and, he, and, and okay. he, go, he said that publicly and he got fired and then he got ticked off because like, oh, the church is so, you know, yeah. it's so bigoted and under it's and, and, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. you don't believe the tenant, the core tenants of the faith, man. Right. You know, I yeah. mean, when Jesus said it'll be as as in the days of Noah segue, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> then who the heck is he talking about? If this yeah. is not true, if this is not history. Right. 
Well, you, you can have your opinion, but if you're going to be, I mean, dude, that's like me being in Weight Watchers and, and weighing 500 pounds. And mm -hmm. like, I'm like the I unrepentant be the vice president. You know, I want to be on. Yeah. I want to be like Jared. You know, I yeah. want to be like one of the faint, you know, one yeah. of the faces of this thing. But mm -hmm. I don't really believe what it is I'm selling. Like, dude, you can't be a hypocrite, man. I'm not going right. to be the, the the face of a vegan TV or Peter or something like that. <laughs> right. Eating a chicken sandwich, a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to blow well, Bambi's heart out. Hell either. Look at that. I mean, that's just. <laughs> one of the but that's, it's like everybody's a hypocrite now, Gabe. It's like, you know, the the alphabet suit people want to be, you know, they're hypocrites because they want to be like I was watching a Doug Wilson uh, Q&A thing earlier mm. today. It was awesome because it just like made me realize there's no saving this country because uh, the <laughs> university generation, you know, I actually agree with you is uh, they are they are apostate beyond repair. Mm -hmm. um, so we will rebuild on uh, on a mountain. We will rebuild our shining city on a hill on a mountain of bones and blood. But that's thanks. beside the point. Thanks, Zod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm. It's really, I'm really more the Kurgan, or perhaps uh, the bad guy from uh, Ghostbusters too. <laughs> oh, uh, um, Tor. Oh, no, oh uh, Vigo. Uh, Vigo. Vigo. Yeah. Vigo. Over a river of blood yeah. on the mountain oh gosh, of bones. So <laughs> but yeah, like, the Carpathian. The Carpathian, that's right. Yeah, him and the Kurgan. You're not gonna use. You're not gonna lose me, son. I'm. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. <laughs> that's right. But it I'm is. In, it's... I'm there in the River of Goo under NYC because that's the literal <laughs> River of Goo under NYC. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But it is. Yeah. It's a common problem. Like you know, everybody. Everybody wants to be unrepentantly, you know, LGBT and still be Christian because that was like a recurring thing yeah. in that Doug Wilson thing. And and we all know guys and girls who, you know, wrestle with that stuff, <clears throat> but they wrestle with it. That's the difference. Yeah. Like they yeah. wrestle with it. They recognize it Don't just like up. I would recognize my sin. Right. And then so like they have this whole thing where, you know, you're supposed love is love and whatever. It's just Luciferian love. It's not real love. And then now well, you have the yeah, church well, that's like steering into it because they have money. Because well, they don't they have kids. Quote, no, well, they equate relevance. love with an emotion. Love yeah. is not an, an emotion. Love is an, love is a decision. Love is a commitment. Love is a contract. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not some fleeting thing. Like, I feel, you know, oh, I am in love. Like, no, I choose to be in love. Yeah, which means you. it's something you do when you don't feel like it. Otherwise, there's no need for a contract. And look <laughs> right. at how, and when you think about that and you sing that song, He Loves Us, mm -hmm. you know, He loves us so how. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wasn't a huge fan of that song when it came out. You know, forget the whole sloppy wet kiss thing. That didn't really bother me. You know, partially was the music. Uh, I liked the chorus, but granted, it's just faithfully by Journey. Mm -hmm. Go and listen to it. It's faithfully by Journey. It's just so <laughs> is. Um, and it's funny because the Hezekiah Walker, every praise is also Journey. The the, the bridge is also Journey faithfully. <sighs> but when you when you consider love being a commitment and how Jesus looking at the centurions, the Jewish leadership, he said, forgive them. That, that is his love. It yeah. is not this, I get to pick and choose and it's all oh, based on, he said, man, forgive them for not, they know not what they do. That's yeah. how much he loves us. That's a commitment. I mean, they're literally yeah. killing him, torturing him to death. Yeah. That's sacrifice. You just going want, you yeah. know, it's love is not, oh, I just going to go, you know, I get to go do whatever I want to do. 
Oh, that's mm-hmm. love. I'm sorry. I'm preaching now. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching now. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, step on some toes. If you can't say amen, you better say ouch. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh let's transition then to uh our second topic. Let's go to two of two of two, if you will. Yeah. Let's talk about the uh, UFO phenomenon and the church's reticence to address it. Yeah, church never talks about the UFO thing. Yeah, it is. Talks about Genesis six, um, and it's been all over the place um, on the news. And I know you guys keep up with this stuff. And if you, uh, it's like the only thing on the news that isn't politics, and the church won't talk about it. The church won't talk politics. Well, you know, well they're not. Well, I mean, you've it's CNN has been on it a little bit now. Which which now that Trump is, you know, just me saying that in the in the stuck his head up out of the hole. Yeah, he (laughs) did the gopher. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now it's two years of that news cycle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they were not going to hear Tommy anything Trump. else, which is kind of scary when you consider John Sally. Actually, John Sally has talked about Nephilim before. Like he was talked on it with Vlad, Vlad TV. Nice. Which is scary to think that a guy like John Sally. I mean, he's a professional basketball player, and, and the stuff. I I was like, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to do a reaction to it, but. You know, whenever they do look over here, which it's hard with any time Trump gets in the thing because it's just easy. But sometimes mm-hmm. when they have this, oh, we're going to talk about this thing, like the Johnny Depp trial. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what was happening during that time that they weren't talking about? Yes. You know, and it's hard to find that news. So and that's yeah. that's very much with this topic of UFOs. Really, if you don't watch Tucker Carlson. You're like mm-hmm. the news hasn't been talking about that, and I don't really watch Tucker Carlson. I, you know, I watch Ellie Marzuli. Yeah, yeah. Ellie Marzuli's always pulling those clips because people are sending it to him. Mm-hmm. The amount and 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 Joe Rogan, you know, and he's yeah. you know he's been fascinated with that stuff. He, you know, and when he got in into this mega spotlight, which really happened during COVID, when right. he went to Spotify, and he, uh, you know, started talking about his treatment for the bug. You know, he hasn't really talked about that stuff much, if if at all, from what I've seen. But he's had guys like, uh, what's the guy that used to work at S uh, Area S? Uh, yeah, um, Bob about? Lazar. Yeah, thank you, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. So he's had guys like Lazar on, and and some of these pilots that have seen these things. Yeah. Um. And for those that don't know Chuck Missler, you you better go watch. You know, check out. Yeah. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying this is, a, you know, it, it's 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 this is like like the death and burial and resurrection of 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 our Lord and Savior Yeshua Jesus, <laughs> but it's com- some compelling stuff. And when you see what's happening in our world, it really yeah. it starts to answer those questions because much like you know you, Jonathan, you had you know Nick told me about your you know you walked away. It's like you know what do you do with these things? There obviously something's going on here, and you have all these people being the Lord's telling the you know. Israel go wipe out everybody how does this make sense yeah you know and and if if people are seeing this stuff and now they're coming out the government's coming out and saying it like yeah Mm -hmm. these things are here we don't know what they are they're Mm -hmm. moving it you know so fast they're moving they're moving faster than anything we have they're breaking the laws of physics they're making right angle turns at 27,000 miles per hour which is impossible yeah right angle turn not like it you know pell right now yeah. They they're going from sixty thousand or one hundred sixty thousand feet. They're going from like near the stratosphere to inches above the ocean, mm-hmm. and vice versa. We don't know what they are. Yep. Uh, yeah. 
my personal belief is that this is the coming, you know, great deception. That's 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 me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I, I agree with Chuck. I agree with uh, with with L.A. Yeah. When I think these things are, are going to reveal themselves very soon. At and, what point do you think the church will finally address it? Do you think you'll hear pastors in, you know, every, you know, regular think, everyday churches? Will it be too late by the by the time they're willing to address anything? Possibly. It depends on your eschatology. Well, it depends on what the eschatology ends up being. It, it, you know, it depends on ends up who's being right. Have you heard about the glitter shortage? Oh, sis, you're going to have to break that down for me. You got to break I, that down I have a me. friend, Jamie Cordero, who like if you told her there was a glitter shortage, she would probably come unglued. <laughs> I mean, I know there's, there's Mexican, so she loves glitter. So, you know, but <laughs> get it unglued. Jamie, you're welcome. I know you're listening at some point. <laughs> I'm Dominican. I can do that. I got my race card. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can do I it too enough. because I'm white and I don't care. <laughs> white privilege. That's right. I, I, have privilege. No white, I have no white privilege. I have no white guilt. I don't care. Listen to I me now and hear me later. He's, he's got the white privilege. You can say what he wants. Yeah, I do what I want and I say what I want. <laughs> I can do what I want. I can do what I want. It's my hot body. I do what I want. So anyways... <laughs> So yeah, it's um, uh, so yeah, so uh, Reese, I'm I I I hold to the pre-trib. To me, it's it's the only. It just makes too much sense. And if you follow the model of it will be as in the days of Noah. And, and I know people. You know, I think we're you know we're not. I'm not here to talk about eschatology because I'm not. I'm not an expert. I study it a lot. A lot. I, I wouldn't call myself an expert in prophecy, but then again, I mean, you got so many self-proclaimed experts and geniuses. So, this is my, in my opinion, it's just hard to ratify prophecy uh, and and the patterns. Because in if you follow rabbinical rabbinical teachings, it's all about pattern. Mm. And when you consider that um, the Jews have re- rejected Messiah, okay, but he said that they will. The whole purpose is it's called the times of Jacob's trouble, not the church's trouble. And this yep. is my issue with even my my messianic and, and Torah following friends, you know, um, Torah observant friends. You know, it's well, you know, the church in Israel are one. We will be. I don't believe we're one now because they deny Messiah and we received him. I mean, yep. that that there's a clear delineation right there. And the whole yeah. the, the purpose of the time of Jacob's trouble. Right there, once again, it's in the name, the time of Jacob's trouble, is to basically force Israel like you're going to cry out for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to cry out for me. Um, the church doesn't need that. We've we've accepted who he is. And on the other hand, when you have the the Protestant, you know, Re- Reformation, you know, you have this thing and, and even started happening in european catholicism where it's like well we've replaced the church we've replaced the church has replaced israel no if that was the case why you know he'd come down somewhere else and rule he said he's going to come back and rule from jerusalem yeah he's the king of the jews it was i mean they, they put it above the cross the king of the jews yeah. so that's why i hold to a pre-trib and and to, to answer your question nick that's why i don't know if when when is the when is the point where it's too late for the church to start addressing this stuff? And what's concerning or disconcerting is you have guys like Chuck Missler and Ellie Marzulli and 
Rob Skiba before he passed. You had some people that they when experts in this stuff and if the lord ever leads me to go and start preaching and you know doing stuff outside of what i'm doing right now i will do this um because i've i've ministered and people have received healing they've received healing physical healing healing from depression but i never thought of this and i and i like i said next time i go out to minister somewhere if the lord gives allows me i i will ask has anybody here dealt with night paralysis or been a, or had an, an abduction ex experience? Mm -hmm. Because it's completely demonic. Mm -hmm. And L.A. Marzulli and Chuck Musser, and now L.A. deals with it spiritually. He does deliverance. I don't know if Chuck ever did. Um, he just didn't seem to kind of roll that way. But um, he said anytime they would they would they would preach and teach Chuck Chuck and L.A. They would ask, you know, who's seen a UFO? Raise your hand. And something like 20 to 30 percent of the congregation would raise their hand. Wow. Wow. And he said, now, you know, and he said, basically, if you look at the statistics, if you ask people how many have had an abduction ex experience or something like it, night paralysis, seen a second uh, or third um, encounter, you know, what, what is it? The cl closing uh, third kind, the second yeah. and, and third kind. Basically, you would have. For the second kind, you'd have like 15 to 20 percent. And for that third to fourth, you know, the fourth is abduction. But the third is you're seeing creatures. You're seeing these things. Mm -hmm. It would be 10 percent, at least 10 percent. That's one out of 10. So at a church out of 100, church of 100, you'd have 10 people. Wow. Church of 500, you'd have 50 people. Church of 1,000, you'd have 100 mm -hmm. people that Jeez. would have had that switch, statistically speaking. Yeah. And... I get why people don't want to mess with it. Oh, I better strike that one. Yeah, we'll get rid of that. <laughs> don't worry, we'll get rid of that. Let me get over there. Um, now, no, here it Chuck comes. Talks, yeah, and Chuck talks about that with um, the only. Well, actually, there, there's lots of reports of people that have had these experiences that they say the name of Jesus, and these things are gone. Yep, they can't even stand his name. And if you look at um, the reports of guys that have supposedly been in the underground bases and been around these things, mm -hmm. I was actually watching this on a secular. This is something. So this is a secular UFO thing. Okay, this ain't some church, you know, because the church don't touch this with a ten foot pole. You have like a handful yep. of guys that are out here on the periphery that are addressing this issue, and everybody else is like, mm, no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um. But in the secular world, they talked about people that worked in these bases, supposedly with some of these beings and creatures, entities. Mm -hmm. They're like, you can't say Jesus at all. Not as a curse word. You can't say yeah. Jesus Christ. No, you can't. No, because they they cringe. It 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 disrupts them. It's they yeah. can't stand it. Yep. That's incredible that even without faith mm -hmm. that that name can make them cringe. Oh, it does it with people all the time. I notice it when I work for waste management in their dispatch center. 70% women environment, and then the other half were, you know, or the 30% the of dudes that worked in the environment, like 90% of them were soft, you know. I came from a gun shop, so, like, you can imagine how well I fit in. And, uh, <laughs> and like, you could talk about any, you could, you could mention Buddha, you could mention anything. But the second you mention JC, the second you say Jesus's name, you know, or you start quoting Bible verses. Oh, man, it doesn't matter. Like you could you could say literally anything else. But the second you started talking about Jesus or the Bible, 
people what the air would thicken it would just it would tense like a mm-hmm. coiling mm-hmm. rope so you know people do that i can only imagine what these you know these nephilim constructs are probably doing yeah you know who's very like absence of a soul is uh and you know like that was actually like the point of uh my first attempt at a novel was a sci-fi novel and the way they beat the aliens the aliens who actually like came from earth originally uh was with uh, the soul crusher thing which was like this metaphysical thing where like the space pilots would like pray i was 10 okay so you know, cool sounds yeah. cool no, and, sounds cool and it would like crush the they would like physically cave in the the aliens where their soul was supposed to be oh that's a great idea <laughs> and like now like looking back like looking at what we know now like what you're talking about gabe i'm like yeah, it's probably right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gabe, yeah. um, it might have been uh, might have been a, pro- a prophetic. You know, the Lord might have been giving you a hint been. of uh, you know of what happens when. I didn't know that though maybe. about uh, about the entities in the underground bases reacting to Jesus's name like that. That's crazy. I, I'm telling you, I, it's hard for me to catalog. I'm trying to catalog these clips and these things so I can always give reference, and it's just hard because I'm just a. I have such an inquisitive mind and a hunger to learn. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, if, if I'm, if I don't have my hand to something and it's to the point now where the Holy Spirit's like, Hey, shut that off. I want to talk to you. Or yeah. can you talk to me and spend some time with me? Cause I'll just have something going in my ears all the time. Like when I'm, when I get up from here to work and I'm going to go mm-hmm. let my dogs out to the restroom or go drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me find something. Let me find something. Let me see if I can learn something, you know, yeah. if it's not yeah. learning how to do, you know, how to, how to market. You want to fill that empty space yeah. with something yeah. and it's. You know, well, because you know, I have my quiet moments when I when I take my walks out here in the country. I I just I shut everything down and I mm-hmm. listen to the trees and I and I and I sing to the Lord and I just listen to the Lord. I just listen to the wind blowing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I I do like my quiet times, but the rest of the yeah, time yeah. I'm trying to learn. Uh, you were gonna, or you gonna ask me the question, Nick? Yeah, I was. Well, there's someone in the chat saying that uh, she's seen a UFO. Uh, had a UFO experience. She's seen one too, and you also had a story prepared for a lady that you know. So yes, that, I've uh, I've got a. So I too, Miss Ice Queen, I have seen uh, something that I could not explain in the sky twice. Um, once was in my hometown of the land. Uh, I lived near an airport, so you know, used to seeing. You know, it's a small, small little town. You know, airport, but still, it was eight, nine o'clock at night. I was riding my bike out. I don't know what in the world I was doing. Late, riding my bike out in the middle of the Florida at that at that time of night, but. I mean, I saw these two distinct lights just buzzing around, and it was like, this is not stars. These are not planes. Mm. How they were moving, it's like, this is not any kind of man-made craft. I mean, two lights just, you know, and it wasn't some kind of bug that was just, I mean, like, it was, they were up there in the stars. And I was like, huh. So much like, much, much like with, you know, when I started to seriously study scripture as a teenager, and I'm looking at, the giants in Genesis six and I'm looking at Goliath and first Samuel, I'm like, or second, yeah, first Samuel, I'm like, where did the giants come from? You know? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. somebody, you know, somebody that sees this, they go to the Bible and they're like, where, well, yeah, there's, there's things, those chariots of fire. Now granted, don't get into the whole Von Donneken thing, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a biblical explanation. I believe for everything, for everything. If you, if you look hard enough and certain, don't give up, you know, it might take you 10 years. I mean, it was, I started studying, you know, when, when I stumbled upon Chuck Mister, well, actually when the Lord led me to that, you know, to the teachings of that, of that man, I was 29, 30. It was right before my wife and I got married. 
And so, and I had been looking for that stuff since I was like 13 to 15. Mm -hmm. And it was in that same time frame that I saw those things in the sky. So it took me a good 15 years to get that answer, scripturally speaking. Yeah, yeah. But I never stopped looking. I never questioned God. I never been like, well, there's the Bible doesn't have an answer for this. You know, oh my gosh, there's, you know, some scientific journal says that we came from apes and our DNA is 98% the same. I guess that means it's, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, they're selling lies, but they're selling lies much like the devil's interval. They've been, they'll sell lies and they just repeat them and repeat them, and repeat them. And other people repeat them and we parrot them and we parrot them. And then yep. everybody just jumps on board. But this story I have, so this is from my sister, Gwendolyn Morton, um, from Jacob's tent, this sister in Christ. Sister in Christ, yes. Okay. yes. Okay. She's she's an older sister. She's uh, not a young lady. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so I'd say she's anywhere between. Yeah, she's older than me. I'm just going to say that because you need okay. never kid. If it was a dude, you could be like, ah, yeah, he's no, like six. Tasteful move. Tasteful move. That's yes. a good tasteful move. <laughs> well, you know, and she's a, she's a dark-skinned lady, so, you know. Black she don't looks, crack. No, it don't crack at all. Brown, and I'm brown, so brown don't frown, but black don't crack. So. <laughs> there it is. Black don't crack. Arab don't scarab. White don't blight, and now brown don't frown. <laughs> brown don't frown. White so don't oh, blight. and and uh, Asian don't raisin. No, it don't. <laughs> Asians are immortal. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, we know because of uh, you're, you're talking, you're talking about the Turkish earlier. So I had to I had to connect the the, nice. the Highlander in there. Yes. Um, so she told me this story we were talking about uh, during Sukkot this year or Passover. It might have been Sukkot. We were at. Uh, Miss Sangwon, a wonderful Korean lady uh, from the Jacob's Tent. Uh, this is a Messianic congregational, and they don't actually label themselves Messianic or Torah observant. They just love Jesus and they worship on Shabbat. Okay. You know, my youth pastor is the pastor of that ministry. So they were all, uh, yes, we are immortal. That's right, Ice Queen. <laughs> I have inside. I went, I have on me the blood of a king. <laughs> okay, so I gotta love rever reverb. Just makes everything better. So she, so we were talking about, you know, we we're talking about prophecy, and we we're talking about, you know, so like, well, what do you think the rapture? Because you know, they they hold to a post trib rapture, and I'm like, well, I could. There's a couple scriptures that I, yeah, mm, they're they're kind of tough to, you know. But right. I think the, the when you balance the scales, I believe the, the pre trib weighs out. But I don't, I'm, I don't break fellowship. I don't get argument, and I don't get mad at somebody that holds to a different view because that's not something you know. If they're going to tell me that Jesus never died or Jesus wasn't you know born of a virgin, I'd be like, well, I love you, but I don't think you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. we can, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll still be your friend, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have some friction until yeah. one of us ends, and I, it ain't gonna be me. Mm -hmm. But she, she was telling me the story um, with so, with several people there, and she says she doesn't share it often for obvious reasons. But I, I asked her permission. I said, "Would you mind if I, you know, share this, and I'll share your name because of the people that you were with?" And she said, "Absolutely, I don't mind at all." You know, so um, so this is Miss Miss Gwendolyn Morton. Now, if you've never heard of Bishop Paul Morton, he is a huge huge mega church pastor in i believe st louis um let me just yeah bishop paul s morton is her okay. brother okay and oh i'm sorry it's in atlanta now but i you know oh yeah atlanta and st louis anyway so yeah 
huge. Tremendous. How many thousands of congregants? I'm like 30, 40,000. It's one of those, you know, ridiculously huge uh, mega churches. Right. Um, and they were in New York doing an event. And because of the prestige of her family's, you know, ministry and the level of how they, you know, do stuff, she's connected to all sorts of like she knows uh, BB and CC Winans. She knows, I mean, all sorts of people. Her, her nephew is uh, PJ Morton, who plays with uh, Maroon 5. Yeah. So she yeah. knows she knows people in in high places. So they were in Manhattan, I believe, and she's in a vehicle with Donnie McClurkin. Okay, Donnie McClurkin, very famous pastor, you know, Christian artist, gospel artist. Uh, actually, it was funny. Heather, you know, you know, um, my the pastor of my home congregation, um, Encounter Christ Church, not not the church where I serve, which is Carolina Presbyterian, but my what I call my home church. He was actually. Donnie McClurkin gave him a word and sewed into him like they have it on video like he was like just starting a ministry. So he's Donnie's a big guy, you know, in, in, in church, in the church world. And they're in the vehicle together and they see. So she said this. I'm quoting her exactly. She said, I would say it was the size of the New Orleans Superdome. She said they saw everybody in the car. Saw a UFO the size of the New Orleans Superdome, it was huge and it had lights all around it. I can't remember wow. how how long they they they. they uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Heather met her at the the blessing of the By Faith Studio. So, what do you do with that? Yeah. You know, and 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 here's the thing. And I get, you know, do you just go in church the next Sunday and be like, uh, okay, y'all, I saw a UFO. Okay, mm -hmm. open your Bibles to First Corinthians chapter. You know, uh, but it's kind of why so, so on one hand i get why somebody wouldn't want to just jump out the gate and be, and start talking about that but on the other hand once you find out what that is why wouldn't you when you have that level of platform go out there and say hey look you're not crazy if you've seen these things let me just first of all tell you you're not crazy don't think yep. that you can't talk to anybody you know and this is what these things are so I know this stuff is going to it's going to keep on as uh, L.A. Marzulli talks about, you know, they keep on going up rungs in the ladder. Yeah. And they're pretty much close to the only thing that just about one of the few things that they have left uh, is, you know, just complete uh, not exposure. What's the word? Disclosure. Where they reveal themselves. Disclosure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is funny. The government basically has already disclosed and said that these things are real. They haven't yeah. disclosed to fully what's been going on yeah you know because i mean if you follow the trajectory of technology and information when mm -hmm. it hits roswell yep. that joker hockey sticks yep you know yep. i mean we're, we're just you know and just a revolution in steam engines and the model mm -hmm. t ford and like space shuttles <clears throat> yeah i mean like 25 you know what is it 20 25 years after that you know we're we're, we're rocket technology we're lasers and all sorts of crazy stuff yep. yeah Especially with um, the uh, what is it Babylon working uh, 19, project? That's the same year uh, with Parsons and uh, yeah, and Alistair Crowley, and uh, and then the tangential connection between Crowley and Lovecraft, you know, and then you're getting into like Antarctica. What are aliens really? You know, yeah, it, it all kind of ties together, mm. and it all happens at a certain point, and yeah, uh, yeah it's very bizarre.
And what and like what time of the day was it when she saw? Uh, she said it was about six p.m. Six p.m. She mm, said okay. she said actually so she said yes it was six p.m. I was with Donnie McClurkin. He noticed it first. Interesting. Wow. So, yeah, and, um, as, and as Heather, because I think Heather was there when she was. Oh, that's right. We were talking about at the restaurant, Mexican restaurant here in Mount Pleasant. That might have been where she shared that story. Um, yeah. That might have been. It may not may not have been in Cleveland. It might have been there with us. And uh, yeah, she said the traffic was stopped. So it wasn't like they were like going and it was like something just went by real quick. It's not and a like, hallucination. No, yeah. it's it basically was there sitting there for a minute. And yeah. then when well, that's the that's the thing that kind of freaks me out. Uh, I mean, on a on an occult level, the the nocturnal sightings are the more disturbing on a occult and primal level because of the witching hour, you know, midnight to three. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah. like, you know, uh, Ice Queen Empress is saying like hers was like at 9 a.m., you know, mm -hmm. so sure. like when you see something like that in broad daylight that's what made signs so horrifying yeah when he's like joaquin phoenix is in the closet and he's watching the you know i mean the literal closet trapped in the closet <laughs> you know and uh too. <laughs> tom just come out of the closet it's okay tom we all know uh, just but i'm not but i'm not in the closet and I'm, I'm not in the closet i'm not <laughs> i'm not actually in here <laughs> and i'll pull out my gun it's Yes, you are, Tom. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm there. With you. I'm there with you. Uh, but he is. He's watching the video, you know, and the, and the alien or the demon. Uh, well, that, yes. that's the other thing about that movie. That movie is so powerful. Again, Mel Gibson. Um, but like, um, uh, M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. Thank you. Uh, came out. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, you said well, he came out like not long after that movie. Uh, well, probably several years after that movie was released, and said like, hey, they're not aliens or demons. Like that's the reason why Mel Gibson is a pastor. That's the research. reason why the water. Yeah, like that movie. Research because that's what Jacques Vallée and uh, who's the other guy that was Jacques with, with Jacques Vallée. Jacques Vallée and another guy. They they literally they set out to debunk UFOs. Chuck Messer talks about this, but other people. Oh, yeah. talking, you know, mm -hmm. he's like their conclusion was, and these like one was an astrophysicist, another guy was another like another kind of computer science physicist or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they're like they're they were. Uh, not not atheists they were what's the ones that they, they're not sure agnostic agnostic yeah they were agnostic you know yep. agnostic you know, leaning towards atheism and they came out they their little things were literal demons yeah these are yeah. interdimensional beings that always deceive yeah their, their goal is to deceive they'll tell people one thing and tell people another thing mm -hmm. so yeah it's um and they're probably I, tied to dmd like with uh with the machine elves oh, that for sure they used to see you know, and with oh. uh, that one uh, that one guy on Reddit who was doing the aggregator of uh, all the different people who had DMT experiences and they all would like have these, you know, these nice encounters with these. They entities. look like lamb. They look yeah. like Alistair Crowley's lamb. Right. Yep. Which yeah. is a, which is like a second cousin to a gray. Yeah. 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 What's the weirdest mm. thing? that uh what's the weirdest thing that gabriel bello believes like the most wild theory the weirdest thing that you're willing to tell us gabe uh i mean i th i think it would be that i think it would be that uh i believe that now and i saw some people um i, I tell you uh, ice queen and somebody else i think it was jesse uh if, if i i hear you you know i know there's a <laughs> my, my, my father-in-law doesn't believe in the rapture 
Um, I don't argue with him. I just listen to his points and, you know, when he, when he wants to hear my side of it, I'll, I'll gladly, well, I'll gladly discuss it with him because he doesn't really tell me in a way that he's, he wants to, to talk about. It. He's just <laughs> kind of telling me, you know, yeah. what, he, what he believes. Uh, but check out Chuck Messer. If you've listened to Chuck Messer at all, and if you haven't, go watch The Return of the Nephilim and then go watch yeah. his two-part series on the Rapture. Yep. Just because it's good for scripture, it's good, it's good study. And to hear yeah. the other side. I've mm-hmm. listened to hours of Dr. Michael Brown talk about the post-trib, talk about the the parousia and the apothesis, uh, uh, you know, get into the Greek of it. And then I've heard some other people break it down. I'm like, oh, you know, because his his thing, like with Dr. Michael Brown, it's like, well, the parousia, you know, it's like in that word, you know, where it's like we're going to be gathered to meet him in Second Thessalonians. It's like, well, he talks about like, well, yeah, they would go outside the city and meet him as he came in, which sounds like a post-trib, post-judgment, you know, he's mm-hmm. coming riding on the white horse and we go to meet him as he comes to conquer and destroy yeah. the, the armies of the world and Satan. Except when you understand in that culture that they would sometimes travel weeks in advance to meet the king. When they heard the king was coming, they would go out weeks and meet him before he came. Oh, so okay. that kind of, you know, it, it just makes it debatable. And, of course, you know, the strongest thing which Chuck Missler and even my pastor Alan, Dedeo, uh, Alan DiDio, uh to talk about is, uh, he- Heather, help me out because I got I have like 16 things going through my skull, going through my skull right now. <laughs> it's the, um, you know, and when he's talking about watch, you know, I, I can't remember the the theological term. Maybe, Rod, you can help me out here. Um, it's oh, it's right there and tip my tongue. I'm going to be so mad because I'm going to get off it, like the fourth watch. No, not fourth watch. Um, uh, Eminence. Eminence. Thank you. Eminence. Um, You know, like, what's the purpose of watching and praying if you're, I mean, it's basically impossible for you to miss it, you know? Like, what is the purpose of the, let's say, even the example of the the virgins, you know, if – so, so, so two things using the parable that the parables that the that Yeshua used talking about uh, the, the the end times. Let's talk about the virgins with the oil. How could they purchase oil if they don't have the mark? Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. one. Uh, two, when he's talking about you know they'll be laughing and, and giving in marriage and basically everything's going to be hunky dory. How's everything going to be like everything has always been? When like two thirds of the world has been have been killed. Literally, yeah. he's it's Jesus. You know, Yeshua said it's going to be like the world has never seen. It's going to be so weird and so violent. Mm-hmm. The world. It's, he said it's never gonna. There'll never be anything like it has happened before, and everything like it will happen will happen after the fact. Yeah, you can't have that. And then like you know, people were getting you know. They were living and eating and drinking and giving a marriage, and one was at the you know one was at the mill and one was doing this, and it's like that that's just not normal. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my answer. But anyway, like I said, I'm not saying I know everything. I'm just saying that's that's how I view it. That's how I read it. That's how I understand it. I continue to study all aspects of the argument, and I just want to be ready. He said, "Don't be deceived, and don't yeah. be got, caught off guard." So I don't want to be deceived, and I don't yeah. want to be caught off guard. Okay? Right. Right, but as far as the weirdest thing, I believe I agree with LA. I think the rapture will trigger e- either right before or right after. I think I think the church, the Bible believing believers, are the only thing that's holding all this weird, evil stuff back. And and mm. if you look at it, 
you know, I mean, basically it was Noah's family. You had six people on the entire planet that he literally had to shove in a boat in order to yeah. judge it. Yeah. You know? So how how are you going to have Satan? So he tells us that the gates of hell won't, won't prevail against us. But then he also says that the Lord is going to empower the Antichrist to overcome the saints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some weird stuff. You know, when it talks about those those locusts that are going to come out of the earth. Yeah. People, you know, like, you know, there's been everything from helicopters to miniature drones. I've heard, you know, all sorts of crazy theories yeah, on it. Sure. But what if he's just being literal? There's a strong chance he's being literal. He's being literal, and and there's going to be, yeah. I mean, he talks about angels that are coming out of the Euphrates. We know the Euphrates is drying up. Yeah, right, right. Because of the dry season, but that that sucker might be dry. Like it might stay. To make way for the kings of the east. Mm-hmm. So what does there's that mean? a lot of prophecy that's happening. He declares the end from the beginning. You know, that's another way that we can prove the Bible. That's one of Chuck's. I love Chuck's line. He's he says, you know, like people say, you can't prove the Bible. You absolutely can. You have to do your homework. Uh-huh. got to do yep. your homework. We all got to do our homework because he's been saying these things yep. for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years. I mean, if you're going to Daniel, you're going to Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think when the church is removed, because, you know, if there's going to be people saved, and this is actually one thing that I really like that Dr. Michael Brown says, very strong point. And even John MacArthur says this. Um, so here you have two guys opposite ends of the spectrum that, that, that agree on this one thing. Okay. And John MacArthur, cessationalist, cessation, cessationalist, cessationist, <laughs> Dr. Brown, continuist, tongue talking Jew, messianic. Okay. De- doc, do, and, and you got, doc, you know, Dr. John MacArthur, pre-trib, Dr. Michael Brown, post-trib. Okay. The one thing they agree on, the thing that's going to be removed, the restrainer, not the Holy Spirit can't be the holy spirit because people are going to be saved in the end times you can't get saved without the holy spirit so it can't be the holy spirit that's going to be removed what else could be removed the church if god is is omnipresent if jesus Mm. is omnipresent who else can be here yeah so i think when the church is removed from the equation these things will fully manifest themselves i think the Antichrist will be some kind of either star child hybrid Nephilim thing mm-hmm. as even the Catholic Church, some of them, the Catholic Church have have are adopting that language, calling Jesus a star child. Really? That's, For real? Yes. Yes. You know, it doesn't yeah. surprise me with the Catholic Church. I mean, no, they covered up pedophilia for 30 well, years. So. Well, but they're just ahead of the curve, man. Yeah, they're, they're just ahead of the curve. Other yeah. other other Christians that don't spend time in the book that don't don't take these things to prayer and say god this doesn't sit right with me why doesn't sit? we just there's so much that we're taught that we just imbibe mm-hmm. and if and, and we just dull our senses and say well you know i don't know that doesn't sound right to me but i'm just you know uh, okay you know i'm just saying just take a description if it doesn't sit well sit right with you Take it to scripture. Take it to prayer. Take it to scripture. Take it to prayer. Seek, study, ask, ask yep. wisdom, ask knowledge. Yep. You know, you have your local pastor. My pastor, Pastor Cole, uh, Cole Ravy is my, you know, my current pastor. You know, the Presbyterian Church, they don't hold the eschatological, you know, the eschatological view that I do. But I'm learning. I'm yep. learning a lot from him. I'm yep. learning a lot from him and and the, and the traditions of the Presbyterian Church. So it's it's broadening my knowledge, my wisdom, and my Absolutely. understanding. 
Absolutely. You know, they, there's it, value. Wisdom, there. wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. Wisdom's found in a multitude of pastors and different voices, but you still have to do your own searching. Mm -hmm. You don't just take a consensus of the multitude of counselors and say, well, I guess that's wisdom. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Seven, out of the ten, seven out of the 10 believe this, because if, if we, if we were going to do it that way around the world, man, you could end up with some really kooky theology. Absolutely. There's yeah. some, there's Absolutely. some theology exactly. that is, especially if you look throughout history, that's why you've had things like the Holocaust, because you had Martin Luther and John Calvin that were like, these guys were not Jew friendly. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus because the Catholics weren't. And even many Protestants today are not. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go very far on YouTube to find some Baptist or even some charismatic reformed cessationalist, you know, and talk about, well, the it, you know, churches replaced Israel and, you know, why in the world are we caring about Israel? We need to forget them and blah, 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 blah. I mean, like, or just straight up be like, yeah, Hamas is right and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <sighs> and it's scary. Once again, like, it, it, and Chuck, Chuck talks about that. If you, if you don't get your uh, ecclesiology right and your Israelology right, you'll end up uh, anti-Semitic Jew hater, <laughs> which is scary. Because if hmm. you follow it to its logical conclusion, I mean, you're you're, you're basically you're sitting on. The, if if I'm on the same side as Farrakhan and the and the Black Hebrew Israelites saying that these people are imposters, because that's what you're saying, like, well, these mm -hmm. aren't the real Jews. We're the real Jews. of Satan. Yeah, we've we've replaced them. The church has replaced them. Wait a mm -hmm. minute, who's who's? You know, it, it's Hook. We're back to Hook. Mm -hmm. You know, you've run over here and you're you're looking over there with you're with Rufio. He's not the pan. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're like, wait, I'm oh oh oh. I'm, I think I'm a, maybe yeah. I'm maybe those I'm who will call themselves Peter Pan, but are not Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. The synagogue of Satan. You are the pan. Well, well man, this has been fungus. I'm this... the pan now. You're going to take it from me. <laughs> <Rufio>? <laughs> We've had a great time, man. This has been a fun conversation. Yeah, always enjoy our time with Gabe. And uh, before we go, uh, we were hoping Gabe might, uh, Play us out. Yeah, play your horn a little bit, and uh, we'll we'll shut our uh, we'll shut our camera off here and let you play us out, and then uh, uh, I guess uh, we'll say goodbye at that point. And we'll do our last minute stuff. Yeah, actually, do let's do our last minute stuff now. Okay, and then let's Gabe can get play it all us out, out of the way. Gabe, yeah, that's we, great yeah, idea. Y'all can drop me some drop me some uh, some some requests. You know, give me give me a good hymn, a good hymn that we can all agree on. People in like the Amazing chat, Grace, but I don't want to do Amazing Grace because it's kind of cliche, even though Amazing Grace is, is yeah, drop amazing. a good one. So yeah, yeah. Drop a, let, drop me cool let me know. And, yeah, and, drop and, I, and I and I look forward to going back through the comments when I was rolling. I couldn't, I saw you guys were we, couldn't, we were trying. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. That's a okay. quick way to start up a, a debate amongst believers is start talking about eschatology. Just mention the word mm -hmm. rapture and tribulation and buddy, <laughs> just like a bunch of kitty cats. <laughs> oh no, my shampoo is better. I clean mm -hmm. it and no conditioner is better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it was friendly in there. Hopefully it was friendly. So it, it looked friendly. Yeah. <laughs> it looked good. It looked pretty. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, look, I don't believe in the rapture, so don't sing I'll fly away. <laughs> don't play off. <laughs> I love you, sis. Fair. I love you, sis. Uh, and I'm looking forward to going back through those comments and, and responding to those. So. <laughs> well, right. uh, real quick before uh Gabe plays, I want to give a shout out, of course, 
to uh, our patrons. Jay yes. Reese was in the chat today. I didn't see I didn't see and a couple Mike. Of those. Mike was there. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys for joining and uh, weighing in on the chat. It's always mm -hmm. so good to see you guys here every week. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we'd love if you guys become uh, an honorary Gosling. You can uh, mm -hmm. go to our Patreon and support us uh, so we can continue to keep this thing going and bring great guests and uh, go over great topics like we did tonight with Gabe Bella. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also, uh, I mean, T-shirts. T-shirts, yeah. Michael mentioned it. You can get great T-shirts. Great T-shirts. Gosling's logos. All kinds of different sayings on them. Uh, and they... I'm sorry. Yeah, The only way that Jordani Jovanovic can make you any more sexy is if you're already wearing the Royal Blue Gosling Strike Down the Darkness right. uh, uh, T-shirt. So mm -hmm. get you one. Get you one. That's um, right. And that's it. So I'm going to put this up here. <laughs> Gabe, before you can uh before you start playing, I love that lightsaber. That is awesome. Uh where can uh where's the best place for people to find you? Uh they can find me right here on YouTube. Nice Gabriel Bello Music. So okay. please hop over there, subscribe, hit the bell. I do I do a live stream every Tuesday night of just music yeah, and a live awesome. stream Wednesday night talking about some of this stuff, talking about music, talking about yeah. current events, culture um i'm actually going to be doing one in a couple weeks i'm not going to do it this wednesday because it's thanks night before thanksgiving so we're going right. to talk about things we're thankful for but in the coming weeks i'm actually going to talk about uh two subjects should musicians or should believers listen to secular music cool that's going to be fun yeah. and yeah. uh should musicians in church get paid oh so that, that's going to be yeah and i'm, and I'm hoping so if you know a musician you know a worship leader or a church musician or a believer that plays music Tell them about yeah. my stuff. Tell them to come on over. Obviously, you know, I've got music on Spotify, Apple Music. Mark Chadwick would enjoy that. Yeah, he Mark would he would really that, yeah. get a kick out of that. Yeah. One of our good yeah, friends. I, I want some, I yeah. want some musicians and I want some ministers in the chat because it's uh it's actually something Isaiah Saldivar and some other people have talked about, you know, like telling people to stay away completely from secular music. And mm -hmm. you know, I go back and forth. I think once again, like with with the eschatology issue, I there's a lot of validity to that to that argument to that statement. Yeah. So and also and being as someone that makes a, quite a considerable amount of their income playing secular music, I also have some counter counter things to you know just some counter perspectives for think for people to think about. So because not so much today because back in the day it was like you know if you play in the church you can't play anything outside the church. You know, yeah, yeah. Rod, Rod says pay is good. Rod and I, so I told Rod already that I was going to be talking about that. So I, I'm, I'm hoping he'll be in there because <laughs> that man is a professional classical guitarist that in you know, classical guitarists get paid. They get paid. Oh, yeah. Well, and mm -hmm. he's never been paid to play in church. No, never. Kid. That's crazy. Never. That's crazy. So that's that's something I'm, <laughs> I'm, we're not going to get into it here. So, yeah, check out my music on Spotify. Please listen to my music, especially with the holiday season, whether you believe in Christmas or Hanukkah and nobody celebrates Kwanzaa because it's not real. Yep. Um, but yep. I've got I've got smooth jazz. If you, you know, want to listen to something other side other than Christian music and my Christian music is excellent because I've done it unto the Lord and it's got more than four chords. Yeah, yeah. So, that's right. <laughs> that's it right. It does. And churches, if you want quality people in your organization, then you better start paying them so that they can pay their bills. That's that's exactly that's right. How it works because you're paying your pastor, that's you're paying nice. your board, you're paying you know all the other people who uh, who sit up at the top. So you can shell out the money because you cannot serve God and Mammon, and you can't yeah, take it with talk you. About that. But people yeah. got to eat. 
So that's an yep. awesome one. I can't yep. wait to hear that. Yeah. Yes. I, I got to make sure you guys are there. So yeah. And I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm on TikTok, Facebook. So I'm not hard to find. I'm on Wikipedia. So uh, yeah, just listen to my music. Come over here and, and support, you know, support us. If, nice. if we, we're, we are trying to be the change, you know, we're, yeah. we're the men in the mirror. Yep. We're starting with the men in the mirror. We're starting with ourselves to, to shift kingdom culture. So it's only going to happen if we all do this. We can't Amen. do this. We just can't do it alone. And I appreciate everyone here in the chat. Heather, you know, make sure you check out Rod over there, Jewel Greek, you know, Reese, Ice Queen, Mike. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for blowing up the comments. And, and share this. When it's done, share yeah, this. Not absolutely. just on social media, but text it to people. Say, hey, look, you need to check this out. Yeah, uh, I'm sure somebody in here knows somebody that has seen UFOs or knows somebody that's heard some crazy kooky stuff about music and church. Share this with them. Yeah, it's, it'll it'll be edifying. And if they're not a believer, share it with them anyway because it'll be edifying <laughs> to them. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, Gabe, what did you land on? What are you going to be playing for us as we as we end uh, the show? I know I'm not playing All Fly Away, so I, I think I'm going to play Come Thou Fount. It's oh, an okay. old yeah. hymn. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Uh, it's a beautiful melody, so I think that's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on that. That's what the Lord put on awesome. my heart. So. Well, we will, uh, we will go ahead and do our sign-off, and then we will throw you up on the screen and let you play us out. And beautiful. just as we began, so shall we end. Thanks, Kira. Thanks for checking out my website. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're signing off. Gabe, go forth Yeah. and strike down the darkness for us, buddy. Gabriel Bello. Thank you, everyone. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Nick. We are the Goslings. We'll see you next week. Adios, muchachos. See you, Gabe. Love you, bud. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show, maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness. <laughs>